Hello, my name is Jarrett. I'm Carrie. And this is a new podcast. Um, speaking on personal spiritual growth, um, we'll speak on various different topics as we continue this podcast. But today on our introduction, we're basically going to speak on being accountable for your own energy. So what do you feel that I mean by that? Um, when I think about like being accountable, you're just basically taking responsibility for the energy that you keep around you, the energy that you reveal to other people, um, and being self-aware of that. I think if you're not self-aware of that, that's where trouble begins. Exactly. I totally agree. A lot of people um, come in and out of various relationships, whether it be intimate or friendship. Um, we like to point fingers because we might not have been the person that started the so-called confrontation and made things explode. But what we don't understand is when we don't hold ourselves accountable for allowing said uh, things that occurred, because sometimes relationships prolong longer than they should. And it's usually because we weren't self-accountable. <laughs> I think that there's also, there's so many different attributes with being accountable um, and what keeps you in those type of cycles. Those, like, my mom would always say that there's a vicious cycle, you need to break that cycle. Um, and there's so many different backgrounds, different people that you're dealing with when it comes to energy, period, and spiritual growth. You need to, you know, a lot of people, they're cut from the same cloth or they're not, or you think that they are. And then it turns out to be a whole different uh, scenario um, and everything is based on circumstance when you get into these type of, I guess you would call them altercations of the mind. Um, and you really have to have a strong basis of understanding, um, a strong basis of communication, a strong basis of uh, forgiveness uh, when it comes to long lasting relationships that way. And that's one of the things that um, my uh, mother, actually, she has had been in three different marriages. And in each marriage that she was in, she was uh, 18 years long for the first two. And then her second one now is uh, 15 plus. So she's moving in back um, up into that 18 year mark there. Um, we'll see how long that goes for. But I, I did ask her, you know, as I was growing up as a youth and um, dealing with heartbreak for the first time and stuff like that. Um, what did you do? What is the key? You know, we all want to know what the key is to a long lasting, healthy relationship. And the only thing that she told me, she literally put it in one word and she said forgiveness. Yeah. And she said she forgave a lot in her marriages, um, in order to keep them going. Um, but is it necessarily an equal thing that she was doing? And I agree that that's something to consider forgiveness. Um, not everybody has, that much forgiveness within them based on what somebody else has done. And I feel like the basis of, of a relationship should be um, removing expectations because I feel like so many people have their own perspective of what they think a relationship is or should be. And that's where the clashes are. You know, I think that it should be this way and they think it should be this way. And even though nothing, so nobody could even be cheating, but there seems to be a series of conflict just based off of what each other's expectations of are of each other, instead of just accepting what comes from that person. And 
obviously both of them being mature and respecting each other's um, respecting each other in general. I just think you just really need to be ready, like ready for a relationship. A relationship is like having a child. Um, there are so many attributes to it, so many um, different ways that it could go. And you're literally raising someone. Um, you don't think want to think that way because you were both grown adults and, um, and you don't want to have to visualize your relationship as, oh, I'm, I'm raising him or her. Like, but essentially you're raising the relationship itself. So you really have to know if that is something that you're ready for. If you're not, you could, you could go on all day about these things or have similarities or common interests and everything. But at the end of the day, are you really going to put forth the effort into the relationship to make that relationship work. And a lot of times people say, oh, well, you know, if it, you have to make it work, then it's not worth working towards. But I don't believe that um, because we are individuals and um, it does take work. Like there's two different people. There's completely two different. I don't care how many times you say, oh, we're so alike or, you know, we have such a similar background or, you know, so many com commonalities. Um, you're different people, regardless, completely different ways of thinking, completely different ways of uh, problem solving situations. And essentially, you just have to be ready for that. Um, my thing that I can't stand is when somebody claims certain things and makes claims to things that are, it's dangerous to make a claim that you're ready for something and put somebody in that situation where they're opening up and they're giving your, their entire spirit to them, to, to, to excuse me, to that person um and you expect that you're going to grow from that and essentially you do like even if it doesn't work out as like you were saying earlier as long as you grow from that right. then you, you won yeah. um but uh everything is everything is definitely based on experience but you can't really take all your experiences into account for your current situation yes i agree with that totally and um i also like to say correlating back to uh everything you said comes back to as far as being self-aware of your own energy and i feel like when a person like if you're not comfortable enough to spend some personal time with yourself and enjoy your own company then essentially i don't think you're prepared for a relationship with another person because if you can't take the time to just reflect with yourself or you know spend some time with yourself then how can you feel that somebody else can have you know enjoy time with you you know um, I can't speak for everybody, but I've had situations where I might have been with a person that seemed to be like they just can't be to themselves, where they're always in their phone or they're always talking to somebody or, you know, those people over time, they seem to be needy because they can't look within themselves. They can't self-reflect. So as far as just your energy, just being, you know, treating your energy, treating your energy like a child, you know, and when you're careful with your own energy, you seem to be more open of other people's presence and you seem to be open with a relationship with caring for somebody else because you care for yourself. And I feel like a lot of people disrespecting each other comes from them not having respect for themselves. So it comes around full circle. Yeah. Be the mother of your own spirit. Um, that's how I was kind of catching that. Mm -hmm. um, definitely raising yourself uh, awareness and projecting that onto somebody else as opposed to projecting somebody who's not self-aware or just refuses to acknowledge themselves, um, which then they would be projecting all that negative 
aspects onto you. Um, I think that was one of my issues uh, for a long time, not being comfortable with just me um, and feeling like the best of me is brought out when I'm around somebody that I'm in a relationship with. So thus becoming dependent on the relationship aspect itself and not the individual, mm-hmm. not even, you know, and then like we spoke on earlier, um, thinking that, you know, I didn't have any regret in my past relationship of, of four and a half years due to the tumultuous, um, viciousness of that and thinking I've, I've learned to love myself because of that relationship and I'm thankful for it and I have no regrets to it, thinking that I was fine, um, allowing myself to grow from that and learn. So I didn't have any regrets whatsoever from that relationship, but then coming upon a new one after being so self-serving for you know the first time or being a little selfish for the first time and mothering my spirit, um, there has to be, there's something else that is missing um, where I you know get little reminders or I get a person who sent into my life randomly to actually remind me, this is the kind of company you cannot keep. These are the reminders, obviously, I'm going to be keeping sent sent to me um, because I allow uh, somebody to control that part of me exactly. still. And I thought that, you know, loving myself was enough, but it's not. Um, there's another aspect to it, like you said, the spiritual uh, part of it that your self-awareness um you think you're better because of somebody else and the way that they treated you still um but you didn't really truly grow from it because you still allow someone else to come in and and destroy everything that you uh, rebuilt again in a very short period of time so these are just small reminders of that yeah and i agree and 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 with my personal experience my my issues were um you know just I was opening up too soon and um, just ignoring the red flags because, you know, thinking that you're stable and that you got everything going on and you're like, you know, you're ready to relation, you know, ready to get this relationship, but you know, not being realistic with myself on the aspect of whether I, <laughs> whether I um, needed or wanted a relationship. And um, in my mind, you know, I tell myself I want a relationship, but yet I found myself putting up with um, abusive uh, language towards me, which obviously for me to put up with something like that, that showed that I needed, I was showing myself that I needed a relationship. Um, And I also showed how I felt about myself. I was allowing this person to put me down. This is a reflection of how I view myself because, you know, after some time after this relationship and rebuilding myself, I had to realize that um, you know, once I became accountable for my energy, I had to first accept that even though she may have been abusive, I allowed, you know, just like you were saying, I allowed for her to do these things. And I also allowed my emotions to be affected by it. And so once I held accountability of I allowed this, you know, um, it, it, it gave me the ability to grow and, and adapt and to be able to see things from a whole perspective instead of just pointing fingers. Because in reality, when you just point fingers, you find yourself in a cycle of being in a relationship with different people, but it's almost like it's the same person because Mm -hmm. it always ends up with the same result. That vicious cycle that you're so desperate to try to break and you always wonder why you're stuck in this whirlpool of relationships. Even when you do a 360 in your life, like uh, I was explaining to you a few days ago that I had went from 
you know, party, 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 meeting girls in bars, or, you know, that was my way of socializing and, and finding women to add into my life, essentially keeping that um, just dysfunction and uh, blinded with alcohol and everything else. I changed my life completely 360 degrees um, and spent an entire, you know, what was it, maybe a year and a half, two years almost uh, just working physically and mentally on myself. Um, after the end of my relationship, dating intermittently, um, not letting anyone get really too close, but thinking, why are things still not working? I did all this. I changed my life to change and break the cycle of my relationships, hoping to meet somebody that was, you know, uh, not what I'm typically used to, not the, uh, the dis dysfunction that I was attracting my entire life. And I, and I come from a background of dysfunctional, um, of a dysfunctional family. And, um, and so I always feel like I'm cursed or that's what I'm going to always attract. But, you know, I was told as long as you change your life, you know, you're going to attract the right people to it. And it's what the energy that you put out there, but there is something else, you know, and I think, mm. you know, this discussion on spiritual growth really, really shows that before you can connect with anybody else, you really, really have to connect with yourself. And that is more than just working out and keeping a strict routine. You have to understand that that's going to be something that you have to is going to play a major role in your relationships and you're not going to, you're going to have to find somebody that's truly um, going to be responsible for what they allow in their life as well as what you're allowing in your life. So then it goes back to, again, what are you allowing? You're doing great alone, but how are you going to be with somebody else still? Are you going to still remain that strict uh, routine a rudimentary person, um, or are you going to shift again? Are you going to backslide and allow things that you typically wouldn't allow if you were alone? So I think if you, if you look at it, you almost have to go in to a new relationship with the mindset of being alone still. Um, because, you know, you know, my dad always used to tell me too, you know, if you don't understand something or you don't understand why somebody's doing what they're doing to you, don't try. And I never understood that because I was like, why? Why would I do that? Why would I not try to understand someone? In my experience, it's it's, it's proven true because it, is, it will destroy your mind. You, know, you cannot read somebody's mind. You cannot understand why somebody does the things that they do. Why? How could someone be so cruel to such a, a good-hearted person? Um, you keep fixating on that and rumin ruminating. You're just going to drive yourself right back into the dirt. So um, I'm currently in that situation of where I'm putting myself right back to where I was before I uh, entered back into a vicious cycle or the reminder, I should call it. Um, Cause I didn't allow it to go any further than what it did. Um, but I saw myself trying to, to let it still. Yeah. And that's the scary part. And that's the part that you've helped me realize is that you're trying to allow this still and mm -hmm. you should, not you know, there's some, there's other people that are better and more deserving and worthy of that kind of time that you've put in. And, mm -hmm. um, effort for yeah. sure so exactly and there's definitely there's always somebody there's somebody out there for everyone but it's it's so hard to see when that person is there when you have that disconnect with yourself there's always going to be conflict because mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna always feel that searching for something like something's off or something's wrong and that's just that misplacement of love for yourself and i don't have that figured out but i have an understanding that makes things so much easier that you know, when somebody is having a bad day and I see that 
they're responding with one word text messages. I don't get bothered by that now. I just see, okay, that person has something going on. Now I could either text them back and say, hey, is everything okay? Or I can just not text them back. But my whole perspective on that is so much different now that I'm not pouring my energy into people than just allowing them to just take my emotions everywhere. Because once again, we repeat this cycle when we just point the finger, you know, she said this to me. So, you know, F that person or, you know, so it's like, it's, it's, it's so much easier having a broad perspective instead of having a narrow-minded uh, viewpoint of this is how I want to do things because it'll never work out that way. How much energy do you put into somebody? That's I think that's a good question because yes. when you said uh, just simply with the text messaging, yeah. um, I've had a lot of recent experience with the text messaging and, um, you know, simply just saying, okay, or I noticed that you've got some kind of an attitude or you're being short with me. So I'm going to be short with you and I'm not going to put the energy into asking, well, what's wrong, you know, so we can start an argument or you could do the blame game thing. So I simply Mm -hmm. just keep it short. Okay. um, Well, I hope you're having a good day or something like that. When it shifts still and you just simply don't put the energy that gets noticed as well. Mm -hmm. And then there, then that can also ignite something. So at that point, how, how do you decide how much energy you put into it to avoid conflict? So, okay, that's a great question. So I feel like, like, is when you do something and you're saying you're talking to somebody, you know, you care for this person and you, you know, you have solid intentions for this person. That's really all that matters. You 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 speak how you feel from a place in your heart with with your solid intentions, understanding that however they react is how they react, and there's nothing you can do about it. And if that person explodes, then, you know, take a step back, give them time to unwind. But, you know, at the end of the day, that other person will never 100% understand your intentions like you do. You can only explain that so much. And sometimes a person is in a mindset where they just won't listen to what you have to say. So, you know, I feel like, you know, the best answer for that question is just, you know, um, knowing where your intentions are, speak, speak how you feel, um, you know, keep it subtle. And, um, you know, if they if they still retaliate in in an angry manner, then, you know, just just give that person time to wind down. Don't feed into it, because once again, once you once you understand where your intentions are, you no longer feel that you need to battle with your ego of, you know, trying to tell this person I'm I'm here for you. I'm trying to help you. When you know your intentions, you're like, look, is everything okay? Okay, I see where you are. Because I didn't invest my ego into Mm -hmm. you having to understand where my intentions are. Mm It leaves it. Le- it keeps me from now being upset and being mm-hmm. frustrated. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just seeing it as you know. Uh, when would, at, you know, at that point when I was saying, um, how much energy is much? worth, you know, um, putting into a situation like that? You know, once even if you're trying to keep your energy subtle and solid within yourself. Um, and it still do. ignites the other person because right. it just comes off as, so oh, this person doesn't energy? care. Right. Um, and clearly you're there. They, they don't have that, um, emotional intelligence, I guess you could say to understand what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, as being manipulative right. instead of being outright spoken, like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. 
can we talk about this? Instead, they project in a way where they want to get a reaction out of you. And then mm-hmm. when you don't provide that reaction, it will still ignite because you're sitting there, you know, telling mm-hmm. yourself, I'm not going to put that much energy into it because I see where this is going. Right. But they have a different, completely different mindset um, and just, you know, putting it out there in that manipulative way instead of you know, coming right out and saying how they feel. Um, I, feel I think, yeah. I feel like the amount of energy you put in should be, I think, like I said, if they're gonna they're gonna feel how they feel, and you can't control that. Mm-hmm. So if the person is blowing up, then you know it's probably best that you just talk to that person in person anyway, yeah. and 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 just tell that person like, hey, we could just talk later. And you know, unfortunately, if things do get rowdy, because I have been in a relationship where those words came off as if I was telling that person f you, and mm-hmm. they blow up. Once again, you know, hey. Let's talk in person. I would rather talk about this in person and just let that person, you know, mm-hmm. react however they have to. Because we don't have to feed into that. Right. We don't. It, and you it, see it clearly. Exactly. And, you know, you can avoid that if you want to. Um, I think for a while in the beginning when I first started dating, and even like up until, I don't know, my early, late 20s, I was feeding into that like crazy because I just never wanted anything to go wrong. And I'm a you know, have a fixer mindset and I just want to make sure that I can fix something and nip it in the butt before anything happens. So I was feeding into that manipulative behavior, which would cause the entire relationship to be just them feeding off of. Yeah. Venomous. It was just, you know, it was, um, like poison and and Mm. become toxic because they knew that they could get away with being manipulative to get the reaction that they wanted out of you. Mm. And then you never did have any room to, um, I don't know, sort of put up your defenses, you know, because they always kind of catch you off guard that way, I think. Um, But spiritual growth. (laughs) I knew we were going to get off topic a little bit, but it's it's such a broad, broad topic uh, that many people, I think, don't realize is so important to connect with when you're dealing with relationships and wondering why you're stuck in the same you know, cycle, cycle, you yeah. know, that I've been still struggle with today, but I really believe as I'm getting older and, and talking about this with you as well, you know, this is an aspect that I didn't consider. This is something that I didn't really thought of thinking, Oh, I love myself would be enough mm-hmm. knowing that I do love myself and I've learned to love myself through my past relationship. Um, I thought that that would be enough to keep me strong from the temptation of being in another one, Mm -hmm. um, hoping that it would be a different type of, and they all are different, but they're all dysfunctional. They're all messed up in some way or another. Um, And uh, it's just a different person, a different circumstance, different personalities, um, different kind of crazy, but all in all crazy Crazy, and uh, dysfunctional. So I keep wondering what the heck am I doing wrong? And it's because I have, I've been weak minded in the way of, not being self-aware with my own mothering of my spirit, you know, just um, allowing certain behaviors and thinking I'm special and I can change someone or they won't ever think that of me because, you know, I'm special and they'll see my heart like my mother does, you know, because we all, like I said earlier, essentially look for that in our partners is, you know, that, that parent or, uh, you know, dad or mom stemming you know, that's where people get their mommy issues or their daddy issues from. And, you know, yeah, I I definitely look for my mother in in my relationships because the way she raised me and how she's made me feel my whole life. Like I am the most 
invaluable, irreplaceable human being on the planet. I want my partner to feel the same way about me, you know, uh, and care as much right. as she, my mother does. And I know there's a difference, obviously, right. from a mother's love to your partner. Right. But there's a lot of similarities in that aspect. And I keep looking for that. But at the same time, I'm not giving myself an opportunity to actually have that because I'm dealing with people who are nothing like that. Right. You know, and I'm allowing, I'm trying to force feed these people to care. Right. Or you're to, trying to put a you're trying to put a block into a triangle. Into yes. a triangle shape. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And I agree. That's 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 a great um breakdown of uh you know, as far as what to what uh look for in a person as far as relationships and I I definitely relate to that. Um I agree. I think that um uh, it becomes a lot easier um, and growth of relationships when becoming more solid of uh, of of our own self-awareness, you know, and knowing that the care and love that we have for ourselves is what we expect from others. And when we have that with ourselves, it becomes easier to see those um, those so-called red flags, you know. And so, you know, that's pretty much going to be it for the introduction. Um, I know it's pretty vague. Um, to begin with, but you know, the initial was just about once again uh, being self-aware of your energy and being accountable for your energy. Nobody else is in control of your emotions. Um, so yeah, my name is Jared, and I'm Carrie, and uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Bye bye.